I've got the sparse, the sickness, there's the twins in my brain. Michael van Toernout, Fem van Empel, Jente Michels, Zoe Bekstedt, Aubin Sparfel and Celia Géry. They all get to wear the European stars for one season. Welcome back to Cross is Boss, the domestic podcast in which you will discover all the ins and outs of the cyclocross world. I'm once again joined by the domestic data analyst Dieter. Welcome Dieter. Oh, thank you. Dieter, uh, Storm Siaran, uh, or how to pronounce it, almost ruined the party. Did you enjoy the European Championships after all? Yeah, a lot. Um, Saturday sucked because I was looking forward to the to the races on Saturday. And, and then my Saturday was pretty boring. Uh, I played a lot of Chapter 1 Fortnite. Um, <laughs> but then the, my Sunday was yeah uh, pretty fun because you could watch... Uh, cross all day so yeah that day of the europeans is that one of wearing sweatpants and chilling on the couch for you yeah for me yeah i i was actually really looking forward to it i i even uh woke up early uh sunday i think it was because uh i was looking forward to to the cross because i never wake up early if i don't have anything to do <laughs> <laughs> and why were you so excited Men's race, um, I thought that would be a pretty exciting one. Um, I thought the same about uh, men under 23. Uh, and women women under 23 and uh, women elite were yeah, meant to be two pretty boring races, I think. So I was looking forward to the two men races. Yeah, a lot, to be honest. All right, mate. Um, the format of today looks like this. I've prepared seven takes about the past cyclocross week. I'll read them one by one and you can start a discussion. Here we go with the first one. Koppenberg-Cross was the best race we've seen so far this season. It wasn't super exciting, to be honest, because it was pretty clear that... that Yeah, it was clear pretty quickly that uh, Nice was going to take it. Um, so I think Mas Mechelen was a pretty fun race. Um, Beringen was pretty exciting too. I don't think Koppenberg was the most exciting one. Maybe I should rephrase it and say it like this. The conditions at Koppenberg Cross were the most epic we've seen this season. Or yeah, isn't that true either? And it will also be the most epic conditions that we will see this season because nothing is going to top a Koppenberg like that. It's like to the, the men elites, men elite, eh, they ride like 30k an hour average on a, on a flat fast course. They had like 12 kilometers an hour average speed. Yeah, that, I, I saw a list. I saw a list of the slowest races um, yeah, of the yeah, last yeah. couple of seasons and uh, the one uh, at Koppenberg was in there. But yeah. yeah, it was um, like at the bottom of the list, and the the second uh, second to last one was like five kilometers an hour faster. So yeah, and then uh, the race of next Sunday in Dendermonde was also in there, but that was extremely yeah. muddy. I think it was two years ago when uh, Wout van Aert won. Um, last year, I think. Even. No. I I think they skipped a year at the World Cup. But 
Okay. However, um, on to take number two. Thibaut Nace shouldn't have his eyes on the World Cup general classification. Yeah, to be honest, I get that decision. Uh, because yeah, there are like 273 World Cups this season. <laughs> so uh, riding them all is going to take a lot of your body. And Nace is like... He's one year older than me, so he's 21. He just just gotten 21, like uh, uh, 20, 21 years old, I think. Um, so I think he chooses to do Super Prestige or and or um, Extreme. Well, before um, the season, he said he would be at the start of a lot of races, but by now, he seems to have another idea. I do agree that such a busy schedule isn't that good of an idea. Exactly. I I don't get how if you I was thinking about it the other day. If you ride two cross races each week, which a lot of riders do, um, so to most of the week you need to recover. You can only do one good training throughout the week. How can you hold it for six months? You basically only do one good training, good training every week. That's insane. I really don't get how you can do a whole winner like that. Do you believe that um, his win at the Koppenberg Cross was 100% the reason of his bad performance at the Europeans? Maybe not 100%, but it's going to be a lot because he went really, really deep on uh, on Wednesday. And if you go that deep, you just aren't recovered four days later. Um Nace announced today that he won't be at the start of a World Cup in Dendermonde on, on next Sunday. Do you think that's a good decision? And in your opinion, yes. does Super Prestige suit him better? Um, both. Two, two times, yes. Um, Dendermonde is like the worst course imaginable for Thibaut Nace. And it's also the worst course imaginable in the World Cup. Um, and the super prestige because there are um, in my eyes the super prestige has a lot of explosive races but a lot of short hills I don't know if that's correct if you look at the statistics but that's what I have in my head and that's yeah perfect for for nice I've I've got that feeling too that the super prestige rounds are a little easier Um, most of the time they are a little faster as well they aren't as tough as, as some of the World Cup races, indeed. So that would be better for for uh, Thibaut Nace. Um The fact that he hasn't recovered this week and and his busy schedule does it put his road season at risk? Yeah, he, he isn't going to be in, in peak form in Ruta del Sol or, or something like. He should take really take some rest. Um, and yeah. He, he isn't going to be able to to ride a full classic season or something like yeah he isn't going to do Urbain and Flanders uh, yet I think but I mean like the if he wants to try smaller classics yeah that's not going to work in in 2024 uh, after such a winner. On top of that, the guy even said he hoped uh, to be riding a Grand Tour next year. Much if he takes like. Uh, Middle to end February, that's where we will stop his road season. Take rest until middle March, and then you are in in good shape again in, in at the end of, of April. 
And I thought he said uh, he wanted to do Vuelta, so that's, yeah. He wants to do Vuelta, that close to the start of the cyclocross season. Yeah, but this was his his last school cross winter, he said. So he's probably going to uh, evolve to uh, Van der Poel, Pitcock, Van Aert, cross season after this one. Makes sense. Um, Take number three. Despite skipping the next two weekends, Van Van Empel will still win the World Cup easily. Like this. <laughs> two fingers in the no, nose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I read a, a calculation about that somewhere. Yeah, Van Van Empel was, or, or maybe Puk Peterson, because she does one, two. I think Troy is is a World Cup, and she is doing it, and Fem isn't. Yeah, but. The problem is, ah, um, oh, right. That means that the points uh, Peter lost at Maas Mechelen, she would be able to gain them back uh, in that one. Well, I, I wrote it down. Exactly. Uh, skipping Dendermonde and Troyes means Va- uh, Van Empel misses out on 80 points. And in the current classification, she has an advantage of 25 points on Alvarado. So worst case, uh, the gap will be 55 points after Troyes. But if you win a lot of World Cup races... That's not a major problem. Exactly. So she's going to win it. Or Orpuk, maybe. But I think so. Do you expect more competitive races without Van Empel? Or is Alvarado too strong for the others as well? Casasola was really really close to to Alvarado. If uh, Casasola started then, because at at a... For a pretty long time in the race, Casasola was going faster than Alvarado. And Alvarado was really empty at the end of the race. He couldn't, he barely could just um, jump the barriers like on her feet. And she couldn't lift her bike high enough over the barrier anymore. So she was really, really uh, tired. And Casasola has more volume, I think. Um, So maybe Casasola can win a race. That would be pretty amazing, to be honest. Um, but is she going to I Super Prestige, lab- for instance? Do you know that? I have, n- I have no idea. Which I try to search her on social media, and I try to find more about her, but I could find barely anything. Well, you really showed me that you're an expert in cyclocross uh, last weekend. You were one of the few people who predicted uh, a top three for Casa Sola. Um, where yeah, did that come so- from? Yeah, Maas Mechelen. She uh, had a really bad bad sand section, and I think she may be flooded. Um, like somewhere, um, like when a quarter of the race was done, that, that happened somewhere there. For that, she was riding really good. Um, and then the last three laps or something, she rode 35 seconds faster than Van Alf and 25 seconds faster than Alvarado. Was something like that. Uh, and then I I put a bet on her for. Uh, for the European Championships, she was 11th for podium, uh, so I uh, I had some nice money. In. <laughs> Do you have an idea which courses suit her the best? Uh, from watching, uh, yeah, in Masmechli, she wasn't uh, there weren't a lot of images uh, of her, but in the European Championships there were, and on the uh, muddy uphill, she rode faster than everyone but Van Van Empel, I think, and a lot faster. Like she rode at cadence 60, 70. Uh, you, you, 
and everyone watching us should rewatch that part. She goes up there with like Caden 60, like grinding a, a very big gear, and she goes really fast up there. So I think like courses like, um, yeah, name courses like that. But she all also seems to. She's also a pretty good uh, road rider if I looked at pro cycling sets, and she also seems to be pretty exposed. So I think she can handle about everything. And she also seems to be very good in the technical downhills because I saw her pulling some overtakes. She isn't afraid. Let's, <laughs> we can say that. All right. I'm, I'm looking forward to follow her through the rest of the season. Um, on Same. to take four. Um, Michael Van Turno's season is successful already. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Do you fully agree with that, or is one European title in a season not enough for him? It's the biggest you can win. Being a a van Turnhout, Iserbiet, Zweig, all those guys um, aren't van der Poel with Cook van Aert because they aren't going to win the World Championships against those three. So it's the biggest thing they can win. Um, so that's that's. Yeah, a, a good season already. Exactly. I guess a Famous. lot of riders, a lot of current riders will be really jealous jealous of that jersey. Um, knowing yeah. that Van Aert will probably at the Belgian Championships. Um, and Van der Poel will also be at the Worlds. So, yeah, that, that takes away a lot of chances for those guys. Um, were you surprised by Van Tournout? To be honest, yes. Um I always hate that people are underestimating the turnout that much, but now I did it myself. Like he was, he seemed so shit on the Koppenberg. Like each, each time over the Koppenberg, he was almost falling over. Uh, he was really, he wrote a pretty all right result, pure and technique in, in that race. And so I didn't, yeah, uh, I didn't. He such a tough race and they so such a long solo and he just pulled it off. Yeah, insane. Didn't expect it. And he even abandoned the race in Masmechelen, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. How how can you explain that being so shit uh, the past couple of races and then all of a sudden he wins the championship? Uh, look at Nice wins the Copenberg uh, like this and four days later. Uh, he abandons European, so yeah, it can happen. Michael was also sick. Um, so I think he also, um, from what I read, um, that he tried to, uh, how do I say, um, like get that rating back in that he missed um, due to being sick and that maybe cost him in, in Masmechelen. Um, then he took some good rest before Kopenberg and he was a bit better again. And I think he was fully recovered um, at, the, at the Europeans uh, because they are really good. I think if you um, if they rode the whole race on one bike and you could get the power file from the turnout, it's a really impressive one from European Championships. Take number five. Cameron Mason will take a victory before the end of 2023. Hmm. Dendermonde maybe? Has to be Dendermonde of Dublin then. Well, he, or, he, 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 joined us, he joined us last week and he said um, he needs a course with yeah big efforts of around one minute, if I recall correctly. 
Um, then their Monde might be muddy. So that's an advantage for him. But is it hard enough? Yeah. Um, he, because he can ride so smooth through the mud, um, even while being uh, in the low 60 kilos. Um, and you have those long efforts in Dendermonde because it's for the whole day. <laughs> um, so that's, that's, but I, yeah, I don't know. It could be, to be honest. Um, yeah, I could, I can see him winning Sunday and Dublin is even better, I think. And then if it rains a lot in Nam, is our Van der Poel Van Aert or Pitcock riding Nam? No, that's also Van, possible. Van but that's rained we- a lot. We don't know about Van Aert and Pitcock, but Van der Poel, he starts in Mol, the 22nd yeah. of December. But when is, when is Namen? Uh, Namen is, uh, I think, second or third week of December. That's dangerous for Pitcock or Van Aert, then. Maybe they ride there. Yeah, then it's, then it's not happening. <laughs> Dieter, you predicted the European Championships on, uh, on Twitter for Domestique. You gave stars um, to all men elite uh, favorites. You only gave one star to Cameron Mason. So you must be surprised after last Sunday. Wow. Every, everywhere is reading, even if it rains a lot, the course isn't going to be super muddy. It's not going to be a, a hard course. It's always going to be a fast course. Um, it rained so much on Sunday that uh, at the end they had like 20 kilometers average. And if I knew the course was like that, I would have uh, I, I would have given Cameron two stars. Um, so definitely not in my top three. Um, but I made the stars with with the, the expectation that it wasn't going to be super muddy. Uh, I yeah, it sounds like a lot of excuses that I know it. Um, I also wouldn't have put Van der Haar at the top then. If, it, if I knew it was was going to be muddy, so yeah. Mason only finished um, seven seconds behind Michael van Toenoot. What was the difference between the two of them? I think Mason was better than than van Toenoot, to be honest. Uh, where, where did he lose it? Uh, when the Dutch were being donkeys and when they gifted Ventura uh, 20 seconds. No, to be honest, it was a, a tough situation for the Dutch because Nuenhuis was trying to control it, but uh, he then fled it. Um, so they had no one uh, near the leads and the Belgians uh, blocked the whole thing. So Ventura uh, just, yeah, really lucky to be honest also. On to take six. Eli Izerbit can't be happy with his start of the cyclocross season. He is in, in good form. He's riding podiums consistently before the Europeans. Uh, at the Europeans, he fled it all. Otherwise, he would have also podiums, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Is it a bit won two of his eight races? Um, both super prestige rounds at Overijse and Ruddervoorde. But, yeah, I can't imagine that he didn't hope for more before the season really nice. started. Um, also, the Europeans were quite disappointing uh, for Izerbit before the race started. Um, and in the interviews, uh, in other races, he always said, yeah, I'm not the favorite. Um, he pointed towards uh, Thibaut Nays, uh, for instance. But what was he, sixth? 
Yes, I think. It's not good enough. Next Sunday, there's the World Cup in Dendermonde. Um, the big man behind that race is the team manager of Izerbit, Jurgen Mettepenningen. Michael van Toenhout and, and Izerbit, they really can't afford um, to lose that one. Um, yeah, or, yeah, Michael can. <laughs> he, he has just gotten European champ. Um, but yeah, Izerbit is really not the guy for that for that course. He's everything but, but the right type for that course. Um, and Sveik doesn't really love it either, but he has more power. And like he's he's a he's a block of muscles on the bike. Uh, so yeah. Well, my last take was about Laurens Sveik. Um, I'd written down Laurens Sveik will be close to a win next weekend. Yeah, he's going to win uh, a deal. He already won twice there, so that that course really suit him. Yeah, I uh, rewatched the edition of of last year today. Um, yeah, the the sand pit like one minute or even less than a minute before uh, before the finish line. So, yeah, that's that's perfect. Um, one more question about Mathieu van der Poel. Um, he announced his uh, schedule last week. He returns uh, to the field in Mol on December twenty second. And his journey will end at the World Championships in Tabor on February the 4th. Um, what's your opinion on his program? Perfect, I think. Um, while doing such a busy road program and <laughs> doing it pretty damn good, he still rides a lot of cross races. Um, but in a way that he can put some big road training blocks between them. Um, so we can start the season off the road season of pretty early and in pretty good form. So I think it's, it's a close to perfect program, to be honest. And that he's starting in mole is even more amazing because I'm going to mole. So, yeah. All right. Cross is boss. Um, we'll have a domestic in the field. Uh, Dieter, are there any yes. other conclusions uh, you want to draw before ending this episode? Um, Sveik is going to win a deal. Iserbiet isn't going to win in Dendermonde. Um, Van der Poel is going to become world champion in Tabor. I'm also already going to say that. And uh, Mason is going to win either Dublin, Dendermonde or Naam. <laughs> All right. That's a wrap for this week's Cross is Boss episode. Thank you for joining Dieter and thanks to the audience for listening. If you enjoyed this one, can, uh, consider subscribing and see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. I've got the spas, the sick